Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. This is episode 224 for the week of February 4th, 2021, and I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the kung fu fighting Angie Furnot. There, I said something. Bare knuckle boxing Chris Randazzo. There won't be enough of you left to spread on toast. And hatchet throwing Karen Randazzo. And yet, I'm concerned. <laughs> This week was my pick, and I chose Warrior Season 1, Episode 1, The Itchy Onion. But before we get into that, here is your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right, suggest a show, tell us what we're doing wrong. I mean, I guess just talk to us. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Send us hate mail. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Send us love mail. Love mail would be better. Uh, just just put TWEP in the, the, the subject line and, and it'll come right to us. So, yay. Um, it has only been a week. So, Karen, Chris, how are you guys? Well, I got to tell you, Evan, <laughs> things, things changed. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, things changed. Uh, I, they, uh, when last we spoke, uh -oh. uh, WandaVision was very interesting. Yes. But we weren't quite sure where it was going. Right. And then a new episode came out, episode four. Yes. And uh, things have changed. They have. We're caught they up have. now. We, f we just watched both of those episodes today because we were one behind. And for a week or so, I guess, when did episode four come out? Was it last week? Yeah. It was, last, it was this, this past Friday, just a couple of days ago. And, and, uh, and I got to tell you, Evan, <laughs> things have changed. <laughs> 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 you see, I was under the impression that we were, I was under the impression that I understood the trajectory of this show. That it was like, <laughs> we're going to get these things and it's going to like, we're slow burning and then you're going to get like the big, oh, oh, that's what's going on. And maybe, maybe we'll get like an episode or two of what's going on outside of uh, Wandaland here. Mm -hmm. But no, no, no. Episode four, they're just like, <laughs> here's a bunch of stuff. And it's like, Blah. we just finished. Uh, we're actually not even done. We still have one left. But we've been doing a full MCU rewatch. Okay. And just in these last couple of days, we watched uh, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. Okay. So and, you got, um, um, what's his name? Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel. Okay. Nice. So we're pretty fresh on both the super awesome Asian detective guy and um, Monica Rambeau. So yes, <laughs> the, the timing on that could not have been better. It's as if they and were I, listening to you, Chris, or watching right? you. <laughs> and it's just so lovely that they're pulling in these like relative background characters. Dude came out and did the card trick. Yep. Right off the bat. He was learning that trick at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp, and he got it down to pull his business card. I loved that. Good job, Agent 
Yeah, seriously. For the record, I've been telling Evan we need to do an MCU rewatch because of this. Because like he walked out on screen, and I was like, like Evan's like, oh, it's that guy, and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? You know, it, it, I, I really enjoy the the MCU rewatches, and this was the first time I had done one. Uh, like, I know we were going to talk about snow and stuff, but seriously. It's, just, <laughs> it's fine. Just do it. Just go. do it. Own it. Let's go. I've re, I've re, quote unquote, rewatched the MCU a bunch of times in my old job where I could just have movies running in the background, but right. I wasn't watching them. I was listening to them. This rewatch that we did, we took a bit of a gap in, in the middle there, but this was the first time I've really watched a lot of these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, since seeing them in the theaters, mm-hmm. and it was really, really fun to just, to just really stop working, uh, stop you know, making them background things, but actually pay attention to the darn movies and realize how much I love each and every one of them, even the ones that aren't as good as the others. Like, yeah, Thor: The Dark World is pretty low on the tier list as far as Marvel movies go, but it's still really fun. Right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I still really enjoy that movie. There's a lot of good stuff in there. There's not and, a uh, bad Marvel movie. They're, yeah, they're there's, not there's bad. They're no, just no bad one. Yeah, fun if not fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and like I would, I, I still feel like Hulk's a bit of an outlier. But now that uh, they're Which kind one? of folding that stuff back in, then maybe uh, we're gonna get Abomination in the She-Hulk series at some point. So I guess I had to place Hulk back in the old rewatch. Which I, I also, I really, I really enjoy that movie too. It's just that the. The, the Terrence Howard thing is one thing mm-hmm. where you're like, all right, well, it's Don Cheadle now, and that's great. It's good in every single way. This is a vast improvement. And I kind of feel the same way about Mark Ruffalo, but like Don Cheadle was just kind of like in Iron Man, but yeah. that was the Tony Stark movie. Right. Ed Norton was like Hulk, and he's very different mm-hmm. than Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. It is just, it's just not the same guy. And that's, I think that's what really bugs me about that particular one. When but, it comes you know to when it comes to the Hulk, though, the original, the first, well, not even the first one, the second one was more of the television show feel. And then when they introduced Ruffalo, it was more of a different thing. Like they they're making this is the 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 movie Hulk because even though Ed Norton was in the movie, it was still him wandering doing that lone warrior kind of thing that was what the incredible hulk television show was yeah and you know they they just made it something different for the movies now and it's still great yeah i mean it's great it's it's just it's not even that it's it's not even that it's a different character as in like it's written differently it's played so differently yeah he's he doesn't he doesn't act the same way so you know and we don't even talk about the first one anymore. No. <laughs> well, that's not part lightning. of the MCU at all. That's fighting lightning. That's legacy giant content. Mutant. And dogs. you just erase that from the from the <laughs> histories, and we'll be good. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll occasionally, you know, if I really want to, I can look at the um, what's it, the uh, uh, the desert scene on YouTube, because mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Outside of that, though, I mean, and and I, this is coming from somebody who really loves Jennifer Connelly. Okay. Uh, that movie was not great. <laughs> so do you remember when he transformed from the Hulk back to Banner and he sort of sweat it out? Like there was an ooze that sort of came out of him? That was how they transformed the Hulk in that movie. It was as if he blew up via liquid. 
new. No, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah. <laughs> there, but thanks ready. for putting that in my head. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, nobody put that in your head but Marvel, okay? Don't be mad at us. <laughs> so I wanted to make comment about the week, well, or the f- three or four days now of that meme of Agent Wu. Is it Wu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kat Denning's character. I, as I watched this episode, I'm like, yes, I understand that meme now. And I do want to see a television show of just the two of them going around the MCU investigating strange X-File-esque things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, please. And thank you. <laughs> meow. Meow. I, I'll tell Yeah. Meow. Meow. <laughs> House space. It was, it, space is good thank you <laughs> <laughs> i love darcy so much i'm really happy she's a part of this me too i always I, that was one of those things where like the first time i saw the thor movie i actually did not really care for it and she was the only good thing in that movie for me and you know i gave it a rewatch and was much more forgiving the second time around but yeah she was she was what made that movie for me and when she didn't have a bigger role i was just like yep i'm over this movie and now i get to see her like in a tv show and i'm just I'm all about it just the, the the way they write for her like the, the fast-paced wit that just like it flawlessly comes out of her it's i feel like it's part of her yeah, like, it, like you know writing directly for her so. yeah so darcy's in the mcu again She's a regular character on WandaVision. It's fantastic. What's funny is, is I, every time I see, I can't remember her name. I know it's Doctor something, but it's always Doctor Cat. Doctor Darcy. Well, I, she's a doctor now. She wasn't a doctor before. Right. And you were that, just saying, that was. That's why the, she corrected him. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. Was they uh, kind of crammed her sideways into this because when she was in the fir- it first introduced in Thor, she was a poli sci major. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was not an astrophysicist. That's a big friggin' leap. Now, of course, we haven't seen her in a movie in quite a while, so I guess she had time to get that doctorate, but... Yeah. <laughs> yes, and because these movies like... are very hardly based in reality. <laughs> and, I mean, she's been involved... She's been with <laughs> Jane Foster and, like, Thor and <laughs> Dr. Selvig. Yeah, and all, like... I mean, I can buy that her backstory is that she just chose Polly Psy on a whim and then once she started hanging out with Jane, she realized what she did, that she wanted to study that. Yeah. yeah, and she's obviously pretty decent at it too, so. Yeah. Good times. She is A-okay. I like it. I, and I like that it's all like, I, I there's still so much, there's still so much to learn. Like, mm-hmm. Is Wanda doing this because she's having some sort of mental breakdown? Or is yes. she doing this because somebody is kind of tricking her into doing this? Like, no. no. Is somebody think... forcing this on her in some way, shape, or form? So the imagery of seeing Vision the way yep. Vision really is... Evan and I are on uh-huh. the same page. That, that to me, screamed, no, I delusion. I need to get rid of that in my life. Because so. anything that takes away her ability to maintain the illusion, she nopes out. <laughs> Literally. Nope. <laughs> so how did I we feel about the... I completely understand that, and that does make a degree of sense, but there's also the possibility that somebody is doing this to her as in like, alright, let's find out what the limits of this lady's imagine, uh, imagination is. And we already, and like, this is all playing on things that have happened to her. But she's reanimated Vision, mm-hmm. uh, but she hasn't reanimated her brother. No. Though I was very happy that they mentioned it, but we've had that, had that conversation already. Mm. So, I don't know, there's still a lot of questions. This may not be as straightforward 
Uh, not that it's straightforward in the least. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh... <laughs> this may not even be that straightforward. Uh, and and is this going to effectively result? Is is Vision going to walk out of town and then just drop dead, or is this going to somehow result in him being back in the MCU as a living being? I mean, that's kind of honestly what I've been hoping for slash expecting because we all know everyone who knows anything about her character from the comics knows that she has the power to do that. Like she could bring she him back. She certainly does. So it would actually, in my mind, make sense for something like that to happen. But I don't. I also don't know what kind of contracts have been signed, and we know that that's usually a bigger component than story. So who knows? How did we feel about the the layout of the last episode? I mean, first three were all retro in style, and then for this fourth episode, it is straight up current. Well modern day if you will that this with the, the juxtaposition of what yeah i didn't want to use reality it's <laughs> kind of not but the juxtaposition of watching them re-watching all of the episodes that we have already seen kind of love it I, yeah i enjoyed too. getting a, a view on to what is um you know what what what's happening and in what kind of time scale it's happening mm-hmm. you okay. know like i guess it's one episode equals one day on the outside world like it I, seemed like you know one day they were watching the i love lucy episode and the next day was the bewitched episode right i have so to say i was a little unsure about that because like it almost seemed as though she was like oh whenever she like she washes dishes at least once an episode or she's near a radio at least once an episode and the way that they said it it almost implied like there was stuff going on that was like they were watching more episodes but we've only seen the key ones um hmm. but i couldn't tell so i, I was i'm actually i was wondering if, if you guys had that thought but i'm guessing no it didn't occur to me, but I, it's certainly possible. I did also get that feeling that they were seeing more than we were. Because, like, when they're the joke about them crying, being so invested, yeah, like, yeah. kind of makes me feel like they're watching more than we are. Like, but it's, we're, we're seeing the key points, and for the most part, it's all just more of the same. Like, that was the, that was the same impression that I got. Okay. Interesting. Nice. So that's great. Uh, yeah. There was also apparently a big ass leak of this show. Uh, the next episode, like, leaked online, and yeah. it has some sort of major spoilers for the next episode. So Disney went ahead and got in front of it, and the next two episodes will be coming out this Friday instead of just the one. Nice. Ooh, special treat. That's what I've been told by uh, a <laughs> mutual himself? friend of Evan and I, Adrian, who. Uh, uh, wow, I don't think he Adrian. listens to the show, but he he does he does keep me updated on all sorts of nerdy stuff, and uh, that was one of those things. So thank you, Adrian, for Thanks, Adrian. pointing that out. <laughs> Yay! Good times. I read a uh, a little like a bit of an interview with Elizabeth Olsen before the show tonight, and she teased something, and I can't say it because Chris doesn't want to know. But I'm just sitting by myself with it. Okay, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. Um, Karen, just text right. me. <laughs> I'm gonna take my mic off and I'm gonna la la la. So you guys talk about it for a second, and then you just tap me when you're ready. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. He's singing. Um, <laughs> apparently, there's going to be a um, Luke Skywalker in Mandalorian level cameo. Nice. What? I don't know what it's gonna be, but I'm freaking out. 
Okay. Please give me Chris okay. Evans. Please give me Chris Evans. That's, but they don't That's have to what do I'm that. hoping. Or Doctor Strange is another possibility. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Cucumber patch, yes. All right. Anyway, let me bring my husband back in. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, your listeners really missed out on that little ditty he was singing over here. It was adorable. Okay, so here's the thing. I didn't take my headphones out, so I was hearing... At first, I was hearing you guys react to that, oh. and then I heard Angie say, "Give me Chris Evans," and that could mean any number of things. So I'm not going <laughs> to read mean, too much. I mean, that could be in any context. <laughs> that could really I mean, it could, said she by any one of us. Talking about brownies, and then you'd have been like, "You know, give me Chris Evans." <laughs> That's true. exactly the context. How did you know? Did you are know? you sure you aren't listening? listening? <laughs> well, you know, I I'm intuitive. Oh, I didn't You're put my wizard. festive wreath in storage. Damn it! Whatever. I'll go back to my house. Sorry, I'm playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so right. uh, yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't it. We also had some other really cool uh, TV watching oh, this week, man. and uh, I would also really like your uh, your input on what what comes next. But uh, Karen, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the folks? You know the folks. Yes, Us. our children are always talking to the folks now because they watch so much YouTube that they like. They're like they'll be doing something by themselves and they'll be like, "Listen here, folks, this is how you do this." And I'm like, "Oh my god, uh, okay, folks, this Ple- part's really cool." Like, oh. Please let my children out of this house and back into their school. Shaping a generation. Anyway, we finished Cora. I was hoping this was the news. Okay, and. Barrick and Julie did the thing. Yeah! <laughs> I, I knew that she was going to be good. I knew that she was uh, staying on Kavir's side to try and screw up her plans. I don't know what you're talking about. I knew. I've seen TV before. Um, you didn't know. You hoped. I hoped. And then when they did it, I was like, yes, I was right. Julie did the thing. Um, she did. She did the thing. And then they... They did the thing together for the rest of their lives. Giggity. What a great proposal. Excellent proposal. Very Julie, happy about will you that. you do the thing for the rest of our lives? And I didn't see that coming. Oh, it's so cute. Again, I hoped, but only like once she came back was I like, oh, they could do this. And then they did it. And I love the way they handled that where he... Uh, immediately started treating her like assist- an assistant again. She was like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Avatar delivers, man. Oh. Good stuff. Good. I, 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 I kind of forgot about the whole giant mech suit at the end. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I, go, I said, did you guys ever see that really old movie with the walking thingies? And then they tried and then it, they did and that. it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. I was... The, the mech suit, um, I don't know, didn't exactly bother me, but I felt like they were acting like it was this huge threat and never acknowledged the weakness that it kind of moved slowly. Like yeah. to between reloading and aiming, they had time to like do something or you know, time and attack perfectly in between shots. And they never really addressed that. Just a tiny little gripe. Well, I think it was the uh I think it was the fact that they didn't really figure out how to attack it properly. Like mm-hmm. everything they threw at it was like, Well, that's titanium. We can't get through we can't bend it, we can't get into it, and it wasn't until uh Sami's dad showed when they were like, ah, oh, we can get into it. All right, let's do it. 
I loved uh, but, Milo's plan with the paint balloons. Oh, that was great. Mm-hmm. Go Milo. <laughs> I, I, you know, we, I, the hell, I think when it ended, we were like, I think Chris and I were talking about that we would want to see another show in the Avatar verse. Maybe it was somebody else I was talking to, but like, I'd watch a show about grown up Milo and like the grown up Avatar kid or Airbender kids. Yeah. I think that'd be a good show. That would be a pretty good show. That's kind of what I was hoping, uh, hoping, hoping for would be something where like you kind of got to see the Airbenders come back because Aang's entire culture had been wiped out in the original show. So like we really didn't get a lot of Airbender culture, and the introduction of it in this series was so exciting for me as a fan. But like, there's so much more, and you can tell there's so much more. Um. I want to know who the next Avatar... Like, I want a show that's like a sequel to Korra the way this was a sequel to Avatar. Like, yeah, like they could just I, keep you know, going. Yeah, then we get to see... First off, it would be wild to see where they go technology-wise. Mm-hmm. Because that was one of my favorite things about this show is how much of a technological leap, how much thought they put into what does the world evolve like when there's benders you know how does, yeah. how does that work and they they did it very thoughtfully in this kind of steampunk sort of way but like so what would the next avatar even look like yeah and uh i i would think that would be extremely interesting now mike i was having this conversation and then my friend mike was like but it, would there be another avatar i thought Korra was the end of the line and i was like i don't think so i know that they uh what was it um uh Unalak severed her, her link to the previous avatars. Yeah. But she's still connected to Rava, so I don't think that breaks the chain or anything. I kind of got the impression that, like, if anything, the line would restart with her. But That's then, what I'm thinking. She's basically the new Wan. Yeah. But then, in a way, like, she did still tap into Wan. Like, so she. Like, I can't remember if the link was severed before that or after. I thought it was what? before. So if she could still tap into that, I think that it's not, I don't think it's completely gone. Because the the point of the Avatar is that they're so connected that they can access the spirit realm and all these other facets of the world that, you know, that the Avatar is connected to. So I kind of always had the impression that, like, she would be able to reconnect even if she just went back to the spirit world and all of the Avatar, you know, spirits were like, oh, hey, here's a quick update. <laughs> This is your history. Pre- previously on the Avatar. Yeah, like previously <laughs> in your lifetimes. But, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I want to see more, and I'm really glad that Karen liked this universe. Like, she was invested, and I, I know it's hard to tell a hundred percent what was uh, putting on a show for the kid and what what kids and what wasn't, but. Uh, I feel like a lot of her reactions to things were fairly genuine. Yeah, the so. more it went on, the more genuine they were. That's yeah. Um, so what you're saying at the very beginning, some, it was all faking. <laughs> no, but sometimes you need to like exaggerate your reactions to kind of gauge whether the kids like get what's going on. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they're paying attention, and sometimes they're just like they're looking at the TV, but you have no idea if they understand what's happening. Yeah. Um. So the. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so did did they get it in the end? Kind oh, of? yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. the, the ending ending with her and Asami, I don't know if they got that, like, the intended mm. um, creators meaning behind that, but 
still not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you that it didn't feel earned. And the part that bothers me about that is that they had another episode to develop that and they didn't. They had the flashback episode Mm -hmm. that they could have used to, you know, all of that screen time to weave that in. And they didn't. They did not. They made a great clip show, which is great, but... And it was sort of needed. Like, there was a lot of show to wrap up. But I don't know. I just felt like they had space to play with, and they didn't use it. Yeah, it just felt very shoehorned at the end. And, um... The, uh, another show from uh, some of the people involved in Legend of Korra, uh, Voltron, had a similar situation in the end, but it was handled so much better because it wasn't, it was just like a background thing that had never been touched on. And then it was just like, it was just a, a matter of fact. And because uh, I don't want to spoil anything in case we eventually wind up watching that show, but uh, that was a. There's ways to handle that situation, and this wasn't it. I, I didn't. I had no. I had no problem with the theory of the two of those getting two of those characters getting together, but there was nothing mm-hmm. throughout that. There was nothing throughout that series that suggested that they were anything other than buddies. That was um, yeah. I I'd, I'd argue that a little bit. There was the the whole thing about when she was gone and she wrote more letters to Asami than to Mako and Bolin. And I feel like they did a little, but just not enough. And I do want to clarify that I don't have a problem with the two of them getting together, or Cora being gay or bi or whatever she is. But I just, you know, story like storytelling wise is where the issue is. Yeah, agreed. That's I would say that's good yeah, clarification. That, that yeah. sums up my feelings way better. <laughs> that I I agree. All right, but the real uh, question is. Where mm-hmm. do we go from here? That is the question. That is the question. We showed the kids a couple of trailers for shows tonight to try and make a decision. There was dissension among the ranks. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you cannot ever ask the kids, what yeah. do you kids want, and have them say the same thing. There's like a one in a million chance that they'll actually not like agree on something. So, um, But the, there were there are some through lines. I think there's going to be a way to make everybody happy, but... These are the shows that I came up with and that I think are, are, are good picks for our next show. Okay. Th- show number one, we never got to finish She-Ra. Uh, okay. And, you know, it's been a little while, so I wouldn't mind rewatching that from the start with the kids because She-Ra was great. Mm-hmm. Number two, from a lot of the creative team of Legend of Korra, Voltron Legendary Defender. Mm-hmm. Not a super long show. Nope. Got a giant fucking robot. Yep. And I really like that. And that's that how show. you pitch it to the kids. That's how you pitch it to the kids. Giant robot made of giant lion robots. It's so cool. Robots um, making bigger robots. Uh, Avatar, Dragon. obviously. Uh, okay. Avatar is a, an excellent mm-hmm. next pick uh, because Karen still hasn't seen it. Right. Now she has an understanding of the world, and I honestly believe Avatar is the better show. Uh, even though I love Korra, it's. That is what it is. But will that will uh, that keep the kids though? Will they make it through a rewatch of that? I don't think the kids have any problem watching something they've seen before. Yeah, <laughs> oh my I was god! Say, is do that you our not kids? Know I think Ellie watched the I, same YouTube video today four times in a row. 
That's completely yeah. different. But, I, I mean, okay. Ellie's probably forgotten most of it, and I know John's forgotten a lot of details. Uh, okay. And yeah, Avatar, solid pick. Or Dragon Prince, also from members of the creative team of Avatar and Legend of Korra. I need to finish that show. My, honestly, my <laughs> gut originally, as we were talking about this, was to suggest Dragon Prince mm-hmm. to That's see where it, that yeah. goes. So that everybody sort of starts fresh and something new is introduced to the kids and then you get a little palate cleanse if you will and then after <clears throat> after that you can return to avatar because then guaranteed they have forgotten everything and what's the matter hun you choking on a violet shut up can smell your stink from here i love violets Ugh. sorry so that was he's that an, would be he's an old lady Ugh. yeah avatar is not going anywhere um so so evan votes for uh Dragon Prince. Dragon Prince. That's that's good to know. What about you, Angie? What's your vote? I actually, I would either suggest. I, I like the idea of the palate cleanser. My thing was like, it, I think it really depends on Karen. Like, if you're ready to jump right into the next Avatar series because you just finished this one and now you're familiar with how the world works and whatnot and the Avatar concept. But I do think it might be nice because they are so drastically different. Like, you may have the reverse experience that we had where. It was almost like culture shock going from the original Avatar to the new one. Because I was like, oh, fuck no. Um, I don't know. Like, I was so deeply attached to the first one. But it was the first one that I saw. So, I think the palate cleanser might be a good idea. I'm actually, I'm on board with the exact same choice that Evan made. So, Dragon Prince is also your vote? I would say start with Dragon Prince and then, yeah, go to Avatar The Last Airbender. Unless Karen is comfortable going straight to Avatar The Last Airbender. Because that's always a good choice. <laughs> so your second choice, because I'm asking everybody for, everybody for two choices so that I can kind of uh, code go together. So Angie, your choice second voting. choice is Avatar. Yeah. And Evan, what's your second choice? Shira, Avatar, Dragon Prince, Voltron. I'm going to say Voltron because I really enjoyed the shit out of that show when I watched it. But is that a show uh, that's actually watchable for kids? Like it, I think so, yeah. Okay. I, I only watched like one or two episodes of the new one, and I wasn't sure if like the concepts were a little more adult hey. in the show, but I don't remember. I think it, I think similar to Korra, it deals with bigger concepts, but at the end of the day, it's also got, you know... <laughs> giant robots that turn into a giant, giant robots. robots. It's got aliens and stuff. It's a lot more uh, like... Pla- like c- not culturally diverse, but you know... Because yes. there's plenty of diversity in the Avatar universe, but it's like now we're dealing with aliens that look weird and stuff. So mm-hmm. there's all there's there's a lot of fun stuff in there. Okay. I also and the reason I say that as my second choice is because I think having the Voltron nostalgia also helps with that show. Um, I would agree with that. I don't. Th- I I still think Dragon Prince is a better choice because it's the nostalgia that you're getting with that show is the the storytelling the world. It's sort of similar to the, it's closer to the Avatar world than it is to Voltron. I would agree with that as well. Dragon Prince is also just really freaking smart. It, mm-hmm. That show is really good. I'm not going to lie, and, uh, that, that show has had such an effect that every time I see the Netflix logo, I hear... <laughs> Me too. I do it all the time. And I, I, think that there's, I think there's a lot that the kids would really enjoy about Dragon Prince. And heck, my mom even watched some episodes of Dragon Prince because my niece was watching it. And then my mom just like 
kept watching it because it's like this show's really freaking good it's am, am i really wrong? interesting stuff am i wrong to say that, that it might be helpful that one of one of the lead characters in that show is also a small child wouldn't that isn't that more beneficial for the kids to to be engaged like <clears throat> tell mean, us possibly, about parenting because we really don't know i'm literally <laughs> asking because like voltron is great it's bright and robots and whatnot but like dragon prince like technically the lead character in that show is a small child uh, yeah but there's also i mean that wasn't really a thing in Korra. like milo uh, was true. there sometimes but there was no one to latch on to and ellie every night was like legend of Korra, legend of Korra." Okay. so all right yeah I, I i don't i don't know that that necessarily uh draws it in uh though there are there's a uh a pretty solid cast of um characters in voltron mm -hmm. to, to link on to you know like there's a uh, very cool male and female characters in that show so that's pretty cool yeah it's true uh, i don't know it's 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 a tough choice i haven't i haven't cast my votes yet <laughs> did um, the new voltron have a non-binary character or was it i don't think so okay uh, one of the characters turned out to be gay and one of the characters was in fact a girl it was he, okay. she was posing as a male. Yes, but oh, so that people that's what know it who was. She was. Like, and then it turned. Yeah, so okay. it and then it turned out. And then, like, what is the pr princess was all like? I got this figured out, <laughs> and she tried to be all subtle about uh, letting her know that she knew. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then, like, what was it? Which when she finally told everybody, half the cast was just like. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I didn't get this that far. Is, this isn't a great costume, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. Solid choices, guys. Uh, oh, all right, now I guess the no other question is, were there any other shows that you could think of that might be really good to, to show the kids? Because I'm also of a mind to say, like, well, maybe this is where we jump into Clone Wars. Um. Uh, I don't know how much they'd like Clone Wars. Have they I ever really expressed don't. any interest in like the Ninja Turtles? Uh, they have. <laughs> um, we've uh, we've enjoyed some Ninja Turtle cartoons. I don't necessarily think that's Karen's cup of tea. Okay, sorry, Karen. Is that what the, the laugh I was about? Okay. <laughs> no, the laugh was about the fact that the 1990 original movie is Chris's favorite movie of all time, and we just watched it, what, last week for his pick for yeah. our family movie night? And the kids were, like, cracking up, they loved it, and, like, we've all been calling each other names from the insult scene since since then and that's the great thing because like now they're in on it because i've i do that all the time i always call the kids barferoni and uh <laughs> in fact i did not realize how much of chris rentasso's <laughs> lexicon is entirely pulled from that movie oh, you, like they, people kept saying stuff and i was like oh that's where you get that and that and that and that that's like when I made you watch uh, So I Married so, an yep, Axe Murderer. Huh? Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so much of my vocabulary comes from the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie. It's so good. Well, it's I mean, so while good. you're looking yes, for suggestions. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of the uh, TMNT like, 2012 Nickelodeon series that had come out because I've watched mm -hmm. 
at least a I've good a chunk of, of that. that with the kids. They love it. Okay. That show's great. I yeah. mean, I watched it with the kids. I mean, I watched it when I was a kid. I I don't I don't know that I have any burning desire to return to it. No, that's yeah, fair. I mean, like, there's a lot of really good stuff in the 2012 Ninja. Like, I adore that show. It's fantastic. It's got some great plot twists, but it's yeah. also like, it's not. You see what kind of show we're going for. The shows that are like a little like these are more it's got more to offer adults other than you know ninja turtles nostalgia and like yes i love the way that they handled karai in that show that was super super interesting but like that's because i know who karai is and i know what the original story is it was a fun play on it you know yeah i don't think karen would get very much out of that show and that i didn't realize it's like specifically stuff that karen can watch too because in that on that note like you know i get maybe something a little bit more plot driven or diverse. Um, yeah, that's kind of, that's yeah, kind of where I'm going. The whole point was that, you know, I guess when you started watching Korra or like, we watched when you were, you were about to watch, I, I understand you started with Avatar, but when it was when you were either starting or about to start Korra that mm-hmm. I said, Hey, can I get in on that? Because it was the three of them. They always had this thing to like go do together, and then like I would, you know. Yep. I suppose I never minded the break for a half an hour to go like have to myself. I needed it, but then I kind of got to feeling left out, and I was like, I'd rather like spend time with my family, even if I don't love the show they're watching, than like be by myself all the time. I can find other opportunities to be by myself. So uh, we decided to make it a family thing. So it's not necessarily it has to appeal to me as much as it it should appeal at least a little bit to ever, all all four of us. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But if Turtles and, isn't and, your thing, like you guys have plenty of other great options. Yeah, on my end, I want it to appeal to her because this is this this is a neat opportunity for me to get her to see and or understand and appreciate some of the things that I love with all of my heart and soul. Yes. And she's, it's the, not because the, it's not her cup of tea, but yeah. it's something that she will enjoy more. Because she's playing with the kids. It's similar to like, I was talking to Dan about this on, um, on stone age gamer. Her and I are also playing through Pikmin three right now. Okay. I've nice. always wanted to get into the Pikmin games, but I've never really, I've tried and I've never liked them very much, but playing it with her changes everything because now the two of us are playing it together with the kids watching and pointing and helping us out and it's a whole it's a totally different experience i now understand pikmin i'm not gonna go back and play the other ones because i just don't think playing that kind of stuff single player is a thing but this family dynamic has given me an opportunity to appreciate something i never would have been able to appreciate on my own that's really cool I love give I love that opportunity for Karen. She was never going to watch Legend of Korra on her own. She's never going to watch Avatar on her own. Right. But it's one of the most important pieces of fiction in my world and now there's an opportunity for her to be able to enjoy it. Because her watching it on her own or her just watching it with me isn't the same as watching it with the kids. It's yeah. never going to be. Yeah. Um so that's that's kind of like well now a bunch more stuff is on the table, like Clone Wars. There's there's Star Wars stuff that she wants to know because of all the Mandalorian stuff, the stuff that, that's coming out. Mm-hmm. So now we have an ability to be like, well, now there's an excuse to really watch this children's cartoon and kind of like 
it's easier to forgive its more childish nature uh, when there's actual children watching it, you know? Yes. It's like when you need a kid to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. Like you can't go in there by yourself. The no. other thing that I would suggest then is uh, if you guys actually were into it and not just being nice because you love me, Gravity Falls. <laughs> they did like it, and we did also like it. I don't, you know. So that, that would be, be that would be another. I'm just putting stuff out there on the table. I'm just, you know, leaving it casually. <laughs> There's clearly some just things gonna, you guys would rather see right first. Here. How but, much is that going to piss me off that the show got canceled? No, it didn't. Okay, no, it's complete. The story is whole and complete. It okay. didn't get canceled. It got completed. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so it's not going to piss you off. No. That's that, all right. That that's that's good to know. If anything, right, it I mean, has rewatch I'd, I'd be value with, because there's supposed to be Easter eggs hidden all all throughout the show. I would be fine with throwing that as in as an option, and I do also want to more seriously consider the Star Wars options as well. Unless it appear that Chris is the arbiter of taste for family activities in our family, that is not really the case. It's just that everything I want to show the kids, they're not old enough for <laughs> Yeah, no, but that's yeah. the thing. I think you that the, when the they get to, like, yeah. tweens, then it is all me, man. Yeah, yeah she, is, she is prepared for, like, when they're a little bit older. Like, no question. Like... We're both. We're itching. watching Monty Python. We're watching yes. Doctor Who. Oh my goodness! We're watching yeah. Bob's Burgers. But that's the thing. I love that you guys have this diversity in your tastes as parents because it does make it really cool. So that like this is the time where Chris kind of like steers the direction of the of the viewing for the kids. But like, yeah, Karen, you're gonna and I'm gonna be so excited because like you guys have like the perfect combination of all of the things that I love. So like I approve of everything for your children and they should know how lucky they are. <laughs> we just did uh Harry Potter with John. Um, Karen had been reading him the first book. And so she finished Sorcerer's Stone and then we showed him the movie and he was, he was still pretty scared. We didn't finish it yet. Um hoping to do that soon. It was, <laughs> it was a little bit cute because like, you know, we read the whole book. He knows what happens. He knows, like, that everybody's going to be okay. He was still scared when, you know, mm. scary things or dangerous things happened. And then there were other things that he just didn't remember from, like, early in the book. Like, Hagrid shows up on the motorcycle, and he's like, I didn't know Hagrid had a motorcycle. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> it was the book. Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I mean, it was like... around and pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> it was like four months ago when we started the book so yeah I, I get it but <laughs> but for us it's like come on <laughs> well so how yeah. about you guys yeah what's up gee, now at 9 41 at night what's going on what's going oh, on first half of the show is going to be really short <laughs> listen i'm hi, not sorry hi, i love hi, talking hi, to you guys hi, yes you, you could you could you could talk about the the, the shows you've been watching. I really got nothing, man. I started watching uh, Blown, right? Blown away. Blown. Wow, Blown. That's a show. That's, it's not about prostitutes. It's about glass blowing. I don't know. I, I didn't feel well when I started watching it, and I've I, I'd watched part of the first season when they aired it, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, whatever, moving on. And then I started watching the second season and it's just like one of those things where I was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. So this is this is kind of nice and comforting. But I tend to skip through a lot of it because like I mostly just want to see the end results. I want to see part of the creation 
at the conceptualization, <laughs> like some of the stages, and then I just want to see like the end results. It so, could be like an eight minute show for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> but instead, get, it's a half hour, 45 minutes. I watched the highlight. That's how reel. I felt about American Gladiators and <laughs> freaking American Ninja Warrior. Remember when those shows be all like, yep. all right, here's the cool stuff. Now we're going to spend 15 minutes talking about everything this guy's ever done in his life. <laughs> yeah. Man, like, give a crap. Hard oh, pass. Thanks. Well, so that you, and what i'm looking at the the screen of that show that your friend made me download for you that he sent i you. was gonna jump into that net oh my god calm your tits all right so <laughs> i'm not letting you get away from saying that you watched this show uh, evan is very bitter because one of my twitch viewers who i love very much might have brought to my attention that step up got a tv show that ran for two years and i being the wonderful human that i am was enthusiastic about it and so he suggested that we get that show so evan procured it and i went to watch it with him and i was like cool uh i i think i'm good with one episode but then Oh, then I wasn't fully paying attention because I was doing some stuff. And so the this next is how good of a show this is. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is how enthralled with the show she was. <laughs> Episode two. Go. Well, no, okay. In fairness, like Chris said, you know, sometimes you got to work. Like you got to just kind of play stuff in the background. So I was kind of working at the same time. And the second episode just so happened to start. And I just so happened to not realize that the first one had ended. And all of a sudden, I, I heard people speaking in Hindi. And I was like, <laughs> like a fucking what now and so i had to go to evan and kindly suggest that maybe he um so help me out with this because it had been gifted two. to us yeah it had been gifted to us by a friend that friend uh, apparently didn't realize that uh his ways of obtaining it ended up uh with a different audio track that was not changeable <laughs> So she made it through like a portion of the episode without realizing that they weren't speaking English. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was only like the first five minutes, but it was, it was definitely a thing where like I all of a sudden tuned in and went, nope. <laughs> uh, so that happened. So that's, but that will be a thing I watch. And Step I'm up high water is the name of the show. Yes. By the way, for anyone who really doesn't care, cause you don't need to well, know. You, you, you started talking about it because, um, what's her name? Santana from, was Santana in it. Santana from Glee was in it. Yeah. So, and I, I'm so de like, first of all, she is such a bombshell. I just need to gush over her for a second. Cause she showed up on screen and I was like, damn girl, you have not aged a day and you are still smoking hot. Um, so that was the appeal recently. really yeah she yeah she died what a drowning in like accident? a boat thing right yeah, yeah she like drowned that. yeah that was crazy yeah yes it was and it's more upsetting to me now because i actually give a shit like before i was like yeah another celebrity whatever and then i was like oh no i'm watching glee and i get it now like i i'm i'm slightly less heartless now um so that yeah that and then the other thing that I'm currently watching for anyone who's a horror fan, I'm watching the newest uh, season of American Horror Story without Evan, sans Evan, because uh, I tried. Uh, yeah. It didn't really, didn't really pique his interest. As disappointed and heartbroken as I am, and uh, yeah, so I'm working my way what through about, that right now. There was that. Um, it's actually good. It's actually I'm, I'm pleased with this current season. What was the, the other thing? The fairy show that you were t you just talked oh, about. Oh, that was the Winx. Did you start watching Winx? Wh yeah. 
<laughs> How is that show? I have got to know. Netflix really wants me to watch it. Oh the my Netflix God. gritty reboot of the toy line. Isn't that the toy? That's a toy line that like sort of you had a, a zip string and then they just spun and f- helicoptered in the air, right? Oh, I think they made versions of that. They were like dress-up dolls. There was it was okay. a whole thing. Well, back when I worked shit. At Toys R Us. You might have just ruined the show for me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know? No. <laughs> it's a gritty reboot of a freaking like. Chris, I grew line. up under a freaking rock. Okay, I literally I shoveled horse shit. That was my childhood. <laughs> Fuck. W-I-N-C. No, I didn't know. Toy line. I'm doing it, it like, dude. I Google searched winksclub.com. Still is the first thing that shows up, and it is bright pink and Jesus. all cutesy little animals and stuff like this that is still very much the brand okay well no regrets okay uh, so how's the show i like yeah, it how's the show i gotta it's, know it's definitely no bridgerton okay <laughs> it's uh it's not gonna make you smarter <laughs> hold on i gotta write that down but uh it i was entertained and uh there's fairies and magic and stuff so it's a show i don't want to say anything good about it because i feel like if i do everyone's gonna be like fuck you and your fairies so uh are you feeling judged honey only very it's fine (laughs) i'm only slightly i didn't realize it was a gritty reboot it. it's such a gritty it's so moody it's so much teenage melodrama i was watching it with my twitch community uh via discord and like one we have like a chat channel going at the same time that we watch stuff so one of the guys comes in and he's like i don't get it and i was like what he's like i get that our, like because their magic is supposed to be like fueled by emotion he's like i get that their magic's fueled by emotion but like everybody's insecure i was like they're fucking teenagers and it's a tv show what did you expect and he's like i don't know and i was like dude i'm insecure i'm in my 30s he's like yeah i guess so and i was like listen insecurity is the least of this show's problems um but overall, I mean, it's a fantasy fantasy show that has like people using magic. They're all teenagers at a school. Nobody fucking listens to anybody. And uh, there's like scary monster things. And um, the main character is a, a fire fairy, and she's learning how to control her powers. And um, it apparently like this fairy world that they exist in exists uh, parallel to ours. So it's kind of. I always feel like it's similar to the way Hogwarts would have been because, you know, Hogwarts was masked from human eyes, even though it existed right there in the human world. But apparently this is like, they showed a globe and it was literally like different continents. So I was like, okay, parallel universe, I guess. Um, but they still had cell phones and could like call each other. Like, I don't fucking know, man. It was so weird. Like she literally like FaceTimes with her parents who are in California, but she's in fairyland. So that's it had a, a real name, service right? There. right? <laughs> it had funny. a real name, but that's what it's called now. So, uh, yeah, fairies, woo, magic. All right. <laughs> Bet I sold it. I know you're into it now. Don't you lie? <laughs> yes. All sold. Um, I'm going to just real quick. I caught up on Superstore. Because that's my life. It's this this season. I like actually am making Angela watch season the beginning of season six because it's mildly comical, but so realistic to me. 
because of everything they're going with with COVID and, and whatnot. It yeah, it feels <laughs> like really selling it, buddy. It was not gonna lie to you. It was, you are selling that shit for real. It's, <laughs> the, the, it's you don't live mildly me. comedic. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's superstore, dude. It's a it's a sitcom about Walmart. Okay, so yeah, that it is. Um, I watched a couple of episodes of Mr. Mayor. Did we? Did I talk about? Oh yeah, Ooh, that looked terrible. Is that any good? <laughs> so it was. <laughs> The first season, or the first episode or two were, were good. He's still, he, he, he's a more serious version of the guy from um, the Good Place. Good Place, all right. <laughs> um, but like, I it's it. I faded off. Like, I'm not gonna watch. I watched five episodes and I slogged through the last one. So it's it's not breaking any ground for me. Um, I watched the Toy Hunter. I got back into that again because I like watching that reality type stuff where someone's hunting and whatnot. And yeah, put me right to sleep. It was yeah. great. Um, but the, so I have this sort of you know process when I'm getting ready for work. I go out into the living room. I I got to put on something while I eat my lunch, and I wanted to find a sitcom, you know, twenty twenty five minute show that I could just easily digest like i don't want to have to pay attention to it fully and that's why i was starting to watch superstore and, and mr mayor but like they just i wasn't getting into them so i'm starting to watch uh last man standing again okay now it's not for everybody because there is political humor in it but i look at the guy who's telling the political humor and he is the fool of the show because his whole entire family is the opposite of him but his personality i i i feel so much of what that's what i'm turning into curmudgeonly wait is this the tim the Toolman taylor show yes yeah, for you to realize that <laughs> yes it is now the the reason i started like why this came on my radar again is because i saw a a clip somewhere or a news story saying that the character from Last Man Standing will have an episode where he meets and interacts with Tim the Toolman Taylor. And I want to see that. So I just started watching it again, and it's quick, and it makes me laugh a bunch, and I ignore any of the political crap that, that pops on the episode. It's just something that I can watch in. Just move on. I don't have to really think about it. And it's great. It's it makes it just makes me laugh. It makes me happy, and that's what I was looking for. I honestly feel like it does reflect aspects of our relationship for real. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just certain conversations that Evan and I have had where he's like, "We are not going to agree on this," and I'm like, "We must." <laughs> and he's like, "I don't think we're going to, honey. It's okay. We can have different opinions." And I'm like, "Can we?" Can can we? And this show articulates that in a way that's uh, very approachable and hilarious. So, that's... I, I like it. I, I'm not going to make any excuses for it. I enjoy it. Um, I, I am planning on also watching the show Resident Alien. Oh, that looks good. Okay. I was thinking about making that like a pick sometime soon. So right? That's I, the I, what's it? Uh, that's Wash. Wash as an alien. As an alien. Yep. Yes. What? Yes. So no, I'm totally into that. <laughs> I did not know this was a thing. Please yeah. tell me more. So, um, Alan Tudyk 
plays a stranded alien who lands on Earth, but he poses as a human, and I want to say it's a, he poses as a human doctor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he, it's like his mannerisms and stuff are very awkward. So it's Alan Tudyk being Alan Tudyk. Yeah, it's like uh, okay. <laughs> and every himself. once in a while, you see what Alan the alien really looks like, and it's it's very funny. I it's the, everything that I've seen about it is it makes it looks like fun show. Fun. Yeah, report report back to me on that one. It's not yeah. the kind of thing I imagine I'll have a lot of time to watch, but I'm very interested to to, to hear if it's any good. And and the uh, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that it's going to be a you know 45 minute kind of show. It's going to be an hour long. I, I was kind of hoping it would be shorter but i i just I, I don't i don't find the energy anymore to sit for an hour like shows aren't keeping my attention long enough anymore so we'll see i'll give it a shot and, and i I shall report back but it's it's totally awesome we're gonna we're gonna enjoy it no matter yeah what. i mean it's you know how 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 bad could it possibly be it's true 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 so all right that's it um let's let's take a break uh because when we get back we're going to talk about my pick for this week warrior so please stay tuned for our commercials be right back are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now of course you are but did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek related goodness geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is Each week, you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey folks, I'm Karen. You may know me as a writer for geekade.com. Or as a co-host of the This Week's Episode podcast. But did you also know I make and sell all the handmade cross-stitch items available at Shoot the Moon Stitches? I have pieces for many different flavors of fandom, including Star Wars, Doctor Who, Supernatural, The Good Place, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and more. They make great decorations for your home or office and unique gifts for the geek who has everything. I also take commissions to make the perfect piece that suits your fandom and style. You can buy online or find me at your favorite local convention or offbeat art show. Visit Shoot the Moon Stitches on Etsy.com and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at STM Stitches for the latest updates and to see examples of my work. That's Shoot the Moon Stitches for all your handmade, geeky, snarky cross-stitch needs. Hello nerds, this is Angie, your fellow podcaster, Geekade staff member, and artist. Do you need presents for this holiday season? Do you need presents because 2020 sucked? I get it. I hear you. I'm here for you. Treat yourself and your loved ones to something special and check out my Etsy store. As an artist with over 10 years experience, I have a little bit of something for everyone. I have wood-burned ornaments, nerdy prints, and original comic art and portraits. Want a commission? I do those too. Go to Etsy.com slash shop slash art of angela or check out my website for samples of my work commission info and contact information at angelafernot.com shop small think big 
Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. All right, let's it's time to talk about the topic for this month. Um it was my choice. I chose Warrior season 1 episode 1, The Itchy Onion. Um <laughs> It'll never not make me laugh. Yeah, it's a cute title. Um, I acqu- All right, so, okay, The Warriors, an American action drama television series that premiered on April 5th, 2019 on Cinemax, is a crime drama that takes place in the latter half of the 19th century during the brutal gang wars in San Francisco's Chinatown. It follows martial arts prodigy Assam, a Chinese immigrant who arrives in the city of lights under mysterious circumstances. Once he proves his prowess as a fighter, Sam becomes a hitman for one of Chinatown's most powerful organized crime families. Uh, I don't agree with this, but maybe it goes in a little bit further. Uh, he is mentored by the son of a crime fam by the son of the crime family's leader. Learning the ins and outs of gang warfare, Assam wins the confidence of brothel madam Atoy. <laughs> Uh, eventually revealing uh, to her his true intentions. Warriors based on the writings of martial arts artist legend Bruce Lee and features a largely Asian cast. So the reason I acquire or I, I, this show tickled me is because um, I the, the aesthetic of it reminded me of, um, ooh, what was that Western on HBO? Um, Deadwood, Westworld, Deadwood. Oh, okay. That like it just had that Deadwood feel, and then it's martial arts. That like the 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 trailer was all martial arts action, and I know my fiance f- should have been born oh God. <laughs> overseas. It's not that okay. I like Eastern culture, She's specifically obsessed. Asian She's culture with and food East. and yes. stuff. So I figured that this would be something that we could both sit down and enjoy um i for i didn't i it didn't dawn on me cinemax and and you know nudity and all that stuff like because usually that's done like that that'll take me out of a show like this um but I, but I, I, yeah, there was a lot of butts in this show <laughs> there um, certainly was so Chris, last week you started to mention it, like you had things to say. I'm curious, what, like, first off, what did you guys think? I liked it. <laughs> oh, okay. How come? Tell us how you. What really can I feel. say? I like butts. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, I mean, it started off, and I was like, "All right, what's this stupid thing? All right, let's watch this." St- uh, what's going to happen here? And I guess I didn't really make the the Bruce Lee connection. And even then, I was like, "All right, but no, this dude fights like Bruce Lee." Yes. This dude, when this dude started fighting in the beginning, I was like, "I am in." I don't really care what happens in this show as long as I get to watch this dude fight. Because yes. I love me good. I love some good kung fu action. You know, <laughs> I just like watching real martial arts. Yeah. Go you mean to town. you love like, some not- kung fu fighting? <laughs> 
I do. I love it when everybody's kung fu fighting. <laughs> Kicks as fast as like one Thank thing you. that that. Angela had mentioned, and it's not something that I normally pay attention to. the The choreography in this show is great, first and foremost. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But they even don't, I noticed, and I'm an idiot. <laughs> they don't do that cutaway thing that most martial arts jump cuts. Show, yes, jump cuts. They don't. They not. They're not doing that in this show. They are, yeah, they're, but they're, they're not they're, doing it as much. Yeah, they're filming it more like a kung fu movie. Which like is, the fights are like, all right, we're doing this thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then they do it, and it's awesome, and I'm into it. Karen, yes. How, how, how? What? What about you? How did you feel? I was okay with it. Okay. Uh, I had some issues with it. Uh, I thought the fighting was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely not shy about it. It being a premium cable show, <laughs> no shortage of nudity, gore. Oops. Blood, yeah. sex, it was cursing, bootylicious. Like <laughs> this show cursed more than I do, and that's saying quite a bit. That was the um, Deadwood influence. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was like modern English in seventeen in eighteen seventy eight. Yeah. 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 Um, and that that took me out a little bit. I was like, okay, I get it. You're doing this because you can, but. You mm-hmm. don't have to just because you can. Like right. you don't. Every other word does not have to be fuck. Like it was provocative when it was Deadwood because it, it hadn't yeah. been done before. Now it's been done before because mm-hmm. Deadwood did it. Um, which isn't to say that you know it made me dislike the show. I just you know, it, yeah, no. it definitely was noticeable. Um, I had some issues with the way the, the, the that didn't really, there were women characters, but I, I, there weren't any that I liked. There weren't any that I felt got their due. The, the wife, the mayor's wife, I actually did like a lot. I thought you would. I knew you were going to pick that quote, by the way. <laughs> but she had, she had barely anything to do. And like, it seemed like the show didn't know what to do with her. And maybe that's just a factor of this being the pilot and. You know, yeah, we'll get more into her. Um, seems but- like it's it's got a lot of avenues to head down. Like that was one of the things that when this episode was over that Angela and I agreed on. There's a lot of things started in this episode. Yeah, it, it this definitely did a lot mm-hmm. with the time that it had. And I thought it was interesting about the, uh, you know, the, the cops and, you know, their different loyalties mm-hmm. and... The, the labor aspect of it was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, this is a, you know, it's almost as if somebody in 2020 is writing this show about, <laughs> yeah. you know, the rich and the poor and the immigrants and the 1% and all of this interesting stuff. And then it was when the guy was given the speech in the bar where he was like, you know, we can't just let the rich decide and blah, 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 blah. And then he got to the end of the speech, and then basically at the end of it was like, and so fuck the Chinese. And like, you were so close. <laughs> you yeah. almost you were, just, you were, just, you were just Damn it. right there. <laughs> like, ah. Oh. Well, and, so. and, and like to his, like his mindset was, is like these, we went and fought for these rich fools mm-hmm. and we fought their war, and now uh-huh. they're not protecting us. Right, because they are there's this influx of Chinese immigrants that are being used as, in essence, slave labor. Mm-hmm. So the the underlining of this episode was that that it's 
pretty and, much and it was also the transition of two of like immigration patterns right well yeah it was like for, you have irish immigrants first the they're bringing in slaves then you have the irish immigrants coming in as workers then they end up fighting this war then you have chinese immigrants coming in and this and the irish are like we fought for our place what have you done um mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. america's great isn't it yeah. right awesome but that's i mean that was what bruce lee wanted he wanted to touch on the ugly side of history so and um, he did, he, wait did we yeah did we mention the fact that this is something that was created uh, yeah, I, yeah i said it's based yeah. on the writings of, based on the writings of yeah yeah so okay. i and as you as you said chris you like the 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 choreography like you could there's i didn't realize that bruce lee was a, a writer per se of fiction or historical fiction i guess um but they are touching with the the main character of the show, like he like when you see him fight, even though that is a martial arts style, like he it could be Bruce Lee, the floating the 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 this fluidity of his motions and whatnot. Yeah, the way the way they connect, the way he how strong his arms, mm -hmm. like they don't move. It's not like watching a Marvel movie. It's it's really not like watching a Marvel movie at all. It's mm -hmm. not modern Hollywood. You know martial arts or anything like that it's the Jackie it was like Chan watching a bruce lee movie yeah mm -hmm. yeah which is awesome and with that like being on one side and then you have this political intrigue which you know karen you make a comment about the the, the mayor's wife like there's like because of a, a horrendously violent act these two guys are arrested and the mayor is supposed to be protecting this rich dude and then the wife is like dude like these are humans like they really should these guys should go away why are you protect and like it's like they're just dipping their toes in each one of these aspects and mm -hmm. i i'm like so intrigued to see where this show goes with like it's already got i think a second season I, i'm it's it's I was kind of tired. Puts the ass the in aspect. Say that again. <laughs> I said it puts the ass in aspect. <laughs> yes, because I'm hilarious. Yes, you're yeah, so I'm funny. So, I'm so like a boob joke next. I'm so upset that I actually asked you to repeat that. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. It's a heavy show, because, like, we didn't even talk about like there are our main characters throughout the like. There are multiple main characters, like that one Irish cop that is now a sergeant. Like he's going to be a big deal because he is the the go between of the two worlds. Mm -hmm. And I am super intrigued about the, the 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 Georgia guy, the guy from Georgia that's now part of his little. And crew. they haven't. He, they, if I if I'm not mistaken, there was nothing that clarified that just because he was from Savannah that he was racist and willing like in support of southern beliefs of that time no and i'm not sure if they're gonna do anything with that but i, I noticed they pointedly did not clarify well yeah but i do like the fact that you know the irish cop walks up because i have no idea what you i don't i didn't understand a single word you just said but i like the way you said it so you're hired like this is going to be an interesting dynamic between these two because he, one of them is a straight laced cop kind of guy. And then the other one's like, no, 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 this is the way this world works. And you have to, you have to be a part of this and you have to get on board now, or you're going to, you're going to die kind of thing. And then you have this whole world of, you know, 
the 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 Chinatown gangs, like the Tong Wars, the, like this is so much going on, <laughs> and it's it, it. And he wants his girlfriend back, and his girlfriend's our sister. His sister, and yeah, yeah, sister. Like, nah, I'm I'm not I'm not into this anymore. I'm gonna kill people and stuff. <laughs> so. So I don't know. I didn't follow the story all that well. I was really just there for the fight scenes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, I fell into the, the story, honestly. Like, even though I tend to be into these kinds of shows, I found the story to be a little bit exhausting. Um, and because I like historical fiction. And oh, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, because it's dense. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it is a lot. It was, it was, it was thrown a lot at me, but one of the things is that like, so this kind of reminded me of the show black sales and, the first time I f- saw the first episode of that show, I felt like I was kind of thrown into it and I had to figure out what was going on. And this felt similar. And after getting through the first episode, it took me two tries to do it, but after getting through the first episode and like getting more immersed in the story, you eventually start to really follow everything and then you're just in it. And Black Cells is like such an amazing show. So I'm I'm really hopeful that this show is going to keep picking up and because of the fact that i like so the setting this is this takes place in 1878 and like they're already talking about the fact that a war is coming and you already know that sam's character is you know this like prolific fighter and they mentioned that he was a warrior in china so i'm i'm hoping that there will be a little bit more action involving him moving forward because like I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit more in this for the action than I was for the story, but I also love Bruce Lee, so I, could, I kind of, like, want to be a good fan. <laughs> I, I want to support this because this was a dream that he had before he died, and Hollywood was like, nah, fuck you, you're Asian. So <laughs> I'd really like to see this this story, like, be realized, even if it's not perfectly his vision. I think it'll be a good representation of what he wanted. So I really want to be on board for that. Well, it what's also good is that um, it's executive produced by Bruce Lee's daughter, Shannon. Shannon Lee. So yeah, I'm. I would hope that she keeps true to whatever he had written. You know, to, to there's a certain. I'm sure there's a certain idea that they they want to get a, across, and you know, with the 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 massive amount of information that they can, you know, r- relate via um, Cinemax. Like they don't have to. Like as you see, boobs, violence, blood, gore—anything is available. They can just do whatever they want to do, no holds barred. And I'm crazy curious to see what happens with um, Ah Assam because he's supposed to become like a, a really big time hatchet guy for for this this gang that he is now branded to. So it's. <laughs> I, it's been a while since I've watched a show where the first episode is like, yep, I'm in. I, it's usually, all right, I'll, I'll check out the next episode to see where this goes. And like, it's weird because I feel like this time I'm the one in that position where I wasn't just immediately in. Yeah, no, I, I'm crazy, crazy curious to see where this goes because, it, it, like I said, at the end of this episode, I'm like, I, ha- I know what happened in this episode. I have no idea where it's going to go. And it's, you know, I mean, we, we were watching another another show earlier and i we could call it out like oh we call i called the fact that it was his sister not his girlfriend like it was too obvious i'm like that there's there's more to this there's something 
deeper than it's just him going for his lost love. It's this is a there's a family tie. There's something like he did something wrong and he didn't protect like like it's Fucked more up. than what the normal regurgitated story is. And I'm really really into it. I really enjoy this, and I'm glad that you guys have found some sort of aspect to enjoy it as well. And I, I do want to point out, there are things that I did really like, um, even artistically, like I just love anything that's a period piece for that time. Cause I always love like what they do with set design and fashion for that, that era. Um, but I also thought like at, at one point I looked at Evan and I talked about how like transitions were really good in the show. Like even the part where, uh, they had in the beginning of the episode, the, the guy's talking, he's speaking Mandarin and uh all of a sudden the camera like rotates around him and then it changes to english by the time they, it does like a, a 360 around this character and by the time it gets around you are you understood seamlessly that as he switched from speaking another language to speaking english that he is still speaking in that other language but they have not made the the viewers read subtitles like that's what they're doing and i was like very well done uh and evan was like yeah. yes thank you um <laughs> and then the like even scene transitions like oh there was the one where the guy pulls out the bottle like the the mayor you know uh the blakes uh, mr blake pulls out the bottle he's sitting in bed because his wife has basically done the ultimate fuck you where she like does a mini striptease and then slams the door in his face which yes um mm -hmm. <laughs> but then like he pour he goes to pour and then it cuts to another scene where someone else is pouring a drink in another location but it's like such a smooth transition and they did that a few times and i i just i really liked it like just as an artistic thing i thought that was really cool um visually this sh this show this is a pretty show like, yeah it, it's a good looking show it's it's dark and because of a lot of gritty. the asian influences on the aesthetic i'm just saying you saw the paper lanterns yeah. no, honestly <laughs> i i did not but that's fine <laughs> um it's a even though it is a a dark time this the the, the amount of effort that they put into making it look you know authentic look at making it look real like it shows they put a lot of effort into the, the the creation of this show and i appreciate that it's not something that's just slapped together so i i got i i mean thumbs up all it's around pretty different from last man standing is what you're saying yes <laughs> yes it is i mean there's no tim the Toolman taylor in this um which i thought God. was a real down yeah, it was really, really holding it's, the show back. Was there was there there was no dude behind a fence, and there was really no grunting, like minimal. Every minimal time grunting. somebody, a minimal grunting. You know, I expected him to finish beating up a guy and then just go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and it just didn't happen. And you know, uh, or there was no Al Borland. Really, all God shows need Al an Al Borland. Every, I mean, somebody's every... somebody's got to look at him and be like, I don't think so, Tim. Even if his name's not Tim. I'm dialing you back, Tim. I'm, I'm raining you in. So, yeah, this, this show has now got 20 episodes already, two seasons. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. Cool <sighs> beans. Good, good stuff. Man, I used to watch a lot of Home Improvement. <laughs> I watched that show a lot. And it's not good. No, no, and that's and that's the problem. Like I, I watched, I don't know, 
five episodes of that mayor show and then a five episodes of of that call me cat show and i'm like yeah i'm done I don't have to. I don't care where these characters are going anymore. Like sometimes we make weird choices in our television, honey. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I was a kid. And, yeah. You know, I'm, Tim uh, Toolman Taylor like blew stuff up, and that was kind of funny. True, and he hurt himself a lot. He did. He hurt himself a lot. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yay, nay, final, final, final words. Good enough for me. Yeah, solid show. Good pick. I'm glad I've seen it. I'm probably not going to keep watching it, but I'm glad that I've seen it. I will actually want to keep watching this. Nice. And as I've said, I you know, I can't make it any clearer. I, I'm going to watch the hell out of this show. <laughs> I like when you get excited about TV shows. This is good. It's something that we can watch together, and I, you know, you can watch your step up and to the high water and. I can watch. Oh my god, honey! I'm not, I'm I'm literally only going to watch that because you're making me now. <laughs> hey, remember Step by Step? That was another show. That was nope. another show. <laughs> that was another show. Uh, that was uh, what Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Suzanne Summers, there? right? Suzanne Summers, the the thigh master lady. Yeah, yeah, and wow. forty forty two kids, I think they each had. That happened, man. Yeah, it did. That was that was TGI Friday. That was TGIF, man. Yeah. It's like that and Family Matters and what the hell else was on TGIF? Family Matters and Full House. Full House. Full House was on on, on TGIF. I don't remember that. Yeah. Wasn't uh, wasn't Family Matters a a spinoff of Full House? Family Matters was a spinoff of something. It was? Yes. What the hell are you talking about? I'm good. That um, sounds suspect to me. I'm gonna. I'm, that you sound sus, sir. What the oh, hell is that Patrick Duffy show? <laughs> Family Matters was a spinoff. I apologize. I was incorrect. Of Perfect Strangers. Family Matters was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Yes, because he was the cop in Perfect Strangers, and that family, or the 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 one of the characters transferred. Huh. Oh. So that's part of the Harriet, Harriet's character was given her own spinoff <laughs> series, Family Matters. It was Harriet, the wife. Wow. <laughs> who knew there was a perfect? Who knew there was a perfect Stranger Cinematic Universe? You've changed my life today. No, the important question is what the hell is the name of that Patrick Duffy show? Was that Step by Step? Was it? Uh, Patrick Duffy was on Step by Step. Okay, then that was it, and I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Uh, Who could blame you? We're talking about TGIF. Yeah. Hey, hey. The funny some videos. Did that show up on TGIF? Yes. Hell yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> oh, man. Dave oh, my Coulier. God. Dave Coulier. Dave. What was that show on Nickelodeon? Out of Control? <laughs> oh, man. I should pick that just to see if it holds up at all. I don't think it. I don't think it held up to begin with. I don't remember what that show was about. I don't think you could find it. It's just Dave Coulier behind a desk telling people to cut it out. <laughs> I think there were puppets at some point too. Who the hell knows? That was weird, man. Wow, Early so Nickelodeon was weird TGIF, stuff. That that theory went for a long time. Full House, Family Matters, Perfect Strangers was part of TGIF. Step by Step, Boy Meets World, Sabrina the Teenage what? Witch, Dinosaurs, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Just the hanging ten- with Mr. Cooper. Yo, dinosaurs is on Disney Plus now. That happened. That, that did. That's the only thing so far that you've said that I can actually be like, I know what that is. Just baby. I understood that reference. She's a baby. I know. We you love you. Old. We love our little baby. <laughs> I love <laughs> you. <laughs> All right. That's enough 
reminiscing about <laughs> bad 90s sitcoms. Uh, Chris, you got a spiel for me? No. Oh. <laughs> so what were you going to do? Okay, good night, everybody. Now? Peace out. <laughs> Man, stretching uh, and stretching. And... Remember Boy Meets World? I knew you were wrapping things up. I, I felt it in my bones, and I decided to keep playing Metroid anyway. <laughs> Uh, boy, where the hell is the... Hey, there it is. Look at that. I found We're it. professional. <laughs> you can get in touch with us at com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade. You can find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow this show. Follow us on Twitter at Geekade with the underscore Geekade. Follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually all over the internets. I am uh, on Twitter at Geekade Chris. I'm on the Stone Age Gamer podcast, the Waveback podcast, this podcast, in the pages of Nintendo Force <coughs> Magazine, and uh, in my basement. I'm busy. What about you? What about you? Uh, where, where can people find Karen? Oh, um, shoot underscore the underscore moon is my personal Twitter. You can also find my work on. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Etsy at Shoot the Moon Stitches. Evan, what about you? Geekade underscore Evan on all the socials. And Angie, what about you? You can find me at A for Not on all the socials. All of them. All and of them. Your, everywhere. And, Just and find me. Twitchy. Except on Twitch. It's a different one on Twitch, Twitch. with A for Not? No. No, no. That one's LaraCraft13 since we're going there. Let's see. You know. <laughs> Boom. Hey man, I just plugged all my stuff. Everyone I appreciate plug you. all their stuff. Plug in great. <laughs> if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, tough nuggets. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hope you understood that. <laughs> if not, tough shit. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Tough rocks, pal. Another Ninja Turtles quote. Thank you very much. Seriously, he no. says it all the, all time. the time. Tough rocks, pal. You're fired. Your instructor's Casey Jones. We're, if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, sir. Oh, um, you're welcome. Karen, it's your pick. It is. Isn't it? Right? It yeah. is. What do we got? What's the homework? Well, I'm going to take, uh, first of all, I think you guys are going to be pretty happy oh, okay. um, based on our conversations. And second of all, I'm going to take a couple of pages from Evan's book. Uh, I'm going to pick season one, episode one of a show. And I'm going to pick a sci-fi show. A <laughs> Let's watch Resident Alien. Yeah. <laughs> well, then. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice how I was just sitting here quietly not saying anything while you guys were talking about that? I was curious. <laughs> you, was it was it that point in time when you went, oh shit, I got to pick next week's episode. Done. <laughs> uh, no. No, I, cool. It, it was at that point that I realized, that, ooh, everybody's going to like my pick this week. <laughs> Yay, that's a win. Planning. Oh, all right. There you go, folks. The homework is season one, episode one, uh, Resident Alien. Does it even have it? Just the pilot, I guess. <sighs> there you go, folks. Another episode in the can. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Angie. I'm Karen. Do the thing. <laughs>
<laughs> Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.